This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 660. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 660. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Oh, we are going to dig right into today's topic because I'm really excited to talk about this. This is a topic I started thinking about probably a couple of years ago. I had this little running list of podcast ideas, and this is an idea that went on the idea list quite a while ago. But I also knew I wanted to think about it for a while to make sure I did it justice because I think it's a really, really important topic. I think that Moms sell ourselves really, really short. We don't take credit for enough. We don't own enough of our wins. We don't own enough of our strengths and talents. We don't own enough of what motherhood has given us in terms of being able to win big in the world outside of motherhood. And so I want to make sure that I dial in all those pieces for you today so that you can walk away from this conversation feeling pumped up, inspired, motivated, but also really qualified to cross more finish lines. And this is not me telling you to go cross more finish lines because I think you need to be hustling more or hustling harder. It's me wanting you to be strategic about how you can cross more finish lines by doing things that you love, that you're really good at, that you're naturally good at because of the things you've already done leading up to this moment, because of the gifts that you naturally have that you were born with, and then because of some of the skills you've developed in motherhood that you maybe have not given a lot of thought to that qualify you to do a whole lot of things that maybe you haven't quite thought about yet or qualify you to win in ways 
and show up in new capabilities that maybe you haven't given yourself credit for or even really considered as paths for yourselves. So let's dig in. I want to talk about four ways for moms to get across more finish lines today. And what I mean by a finish line is get to a goal, to an accomplishment. And maybe this is something where you get like public acknowledgement for it, whether it's a promotion, a new title, a raise, an accomplishment like crossing a literal finish line in a 5K or a 10K or a marathon or half marathon or triathlon. Or maybe it is some other sort of life accomplishment like writing a book or starting a podcast. Maybe it's some sort of award or acknowledgement in your industry. It could mean so many different things. Maybe it's starting your own business. I want you to think about what are some of the finish lines that you have envisioned yourself for yourself over the course of your life and how can we get you there? And then what are some of the finish lines that have maybe seemed like dreams that have been like maybe someday kind of dreams or that have been like off in the distance when the kids are out of the house or kids are through school, those kinds of finish lines. And then what are the ones where you're like, I need to wait till I have more skills or I need to wait till I'm more qualified. Let's look at the finish lines that we have been already considering and then the finish lines that we maybe haven't given ourselves permission to dream for or to dream about and dig into all of that today. So as you are thinking about how you can cross more finish lines, I want you to think about what that would mean for you because here's the thing about crossing finish lines. First of all, it feels really good. (laughs) I've crossed a lot of literal finish lines in races and figurative finish lines in different kinds of achievements in my life. And they all feel really good. And it's really exciting and it's validating and it speaks to who you are and who you are becoming every time you cross a finish line. And that's significant. These are significant life moments. And sometimes they're big, flashy finish lines. And sometimes they're like really quiet and invisible finish lines. And they all matter. They all count. I do want you to give yourself credit for all of them, though. Why this is so important is because when you are crossing these finish lines and when you are noting your achievements and sharing your achievements and being shiny in your achievements, you show other people, other women, what's possible. You show other people what's possible for moms. You show other people what's possible for women. You show other family members what's possible. You show your kids what's possible. And most importantly, you validate to yourself what is possible. (laughs) So it's not so much about showing, doing it for other people or showing other people what you're capable of. It's really just doing that for yourself. And what does that feel like? I know that every time I've crossed a literal finish line in a race, It's been really awesome to have other people there and have people cheer for me. And it's been really fun with the few times I've crossed finish lines since Vinny's been born. But every time I cross a finish line in a race, it is, I have this moment where I stop, like my body, I stop. There's this like propelling of your body in a finish, in a race. So running, whether it's been for me, it's either been in triathlons or in running races, half marathons being the most common distance I've done. And there's this propulsion forward where you're going, 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 and you just have like a little bit left in you. And you literally are like, I could not go for one step past that finish line. And then you get across the finish line. And there's this deceleration that takes place where you like try to get your feet back under you because you've pushed so hard to get across the finish. And then you're like trying to get your bearings and get your feet back under you so that you actually can slow down without falling flat on your face. And it's a very disorienting moment. And it's like just a few seconds, sometimes less. Sometimes it's like a split second. But in that moment, what happens to me every single time is it is this like, holy cow, I did it. That really hurt. It sucked in a lot of ways, but I'm so glad I did it. 
And it doesn't matter in that moment who saw it, who was there for it. I am just so glad for myself that I did it. And then after that, of course, if there's other people there, I'm really excited to see them. And if there's been anyone cheering, I'm like so grateful because that matters so much. But in the moment when I have that getting across the line, that decelerating, getting my feet back under me, it's always this like, holy cow, I did that. I'm so glad I did that. That was really hard, but I'm so glad I made it happen. And I think that that happens when we are in those moments of physical feats, crossing physical finish lines, but that also happens in our other accomplishments that are not physical feats, whether these are work accomplishments or other personal accomplishments, that we have that same sense of like pushing ourselves and stretching ourselves and reaching and working to get across the finish line. And then after the fact being like, oh my gosh, I did that thing. And of course, it's great if they're, for some people, if you like public attention, it can be great to have that attention on you. But there's just that internal knowing of like, wow, I'm capable of more than I thought, or I'm capable of doing really hard things. I'm capable of being tenacious, even when it completely sucks, because there's always the moments of suck when you're approaching a finish line. And that is just an extremely fulfilling and validating experience. And I know that we've all had that in different ways. I mean, if nothing else, you have had that in the moment that you had your children, or that you became a parent, where no matter how you became a parent, whether you birthed a baby out of your body or you became a parent in another way, you worked to make that happen. And I know that you're listening to this show because you're a parent, 90 some percent of you. So you can relate to that experience. But I'm guessing you can also relate to it in the sense that you've also had personal achievements where you can connect those similar dots. So how can you get across more finish lines and really recognize like the things that you're really capable of? Not because I think that you should be again hustling all the time and trying to hustle harder and get and like make bigger things constantly happen for yourself, but because I do think that you deserve to live in your power. And I do think that you deserve to do the things that you're most suited for. And when you do those things, when you are living in your power and when you're doing the things that you're most suited for and the things that your talents lend themselves to, what happens is the world gets the best parts of you and you get to enjoy sharing your best parts with the world. Like everybody wins. So because of that, I want you to cross more finish lines. Also, I want more women and more moms building legacies around crossing finish lines and accomplishing great things. I think we all win when that happens too. So the first way for you to get across more finish lines is for you to identify and live in your strengths as much as possible. Now, this does not mean that sometimes you don't do things that are not in your strengths. But as we get older and as we fine tune our skills and as we work through different career paths and different jobs and working in different capacities, we start to learn about ourselves and we start to recognize like, huh, I'm pretty good at this thing, not so good at that thing. Even in really nuanced ways in our careers, I know that I have friends who have roles and positions where they've been in for a few years. And over the course of a few years in a company, they'll be like, wow, like there's these parts of my job that I'm really good at and I want to go deeper in that area. And then there's these other parts where it would make so much more sense for someone else in the company. And oftentimes this happens where they're like, let's have someone else come take over these responsibilities so that the company gets the best parts of me and I can go all in on that. And then these other things that are would be suited to someone else get to land in their lap so that everyone's working in their strengths. And I think more and more companies and organizations are working with people's innate gifts and strengths like that. But as we grow and evolve in careers, we often recognize that like, hey, 
I'm really good at this part, but not that part, or I'm better here than there. And how can I leverage those strengths? I know I have a good friend who works in HR and she's worked in HR for a long time and she used to do more general HR work and she's just gotten more and more specific in her skill set over the years, which has created the opportunity for her to make a lot more progress in her career because she's been really clear on like, here's where I'm great and here's where other people are great. So I'm going to go into HR in a capacity that I get to be in the parts where I'm great and I get to like show up and be shiny in those areas and the company's going to benefit from that. And then there's other people that are really great in other parts of HR and like, I'm going to let them shine there because then everybody wins. And I think that's a great example of how we can identify and live in our strengths as much as possible as we age in our careers and as we age in our strengths, because we do get more and more clear over time. These are the things I'm good at. These are the things I'm less good at, or these are the things that just I'm more average at. And why not just spend more time on the, doing the things I'm really good at? I also want to acknowledge that that can absolutely be a privilege. Sometimes we just have to do what we have to do to pay the bills, and that's okay. But where can you recognize as you're doing those things when you're maybe in the moment of like having to be real gritty in ways that you don't feel like is best leveraging your strengths? How can you recognize that my strengths are here and not here? And the more that you can recognize that, the more over time you can start to work toward being in your strengths as much as possible and building professional lives and personal lives where you're in your strengths as much as possible. This can even happen in parenting and you might have the situation with your partner where you're really good with one component of parenting and your partner is really good with another and you're like, okay, like tag team, like I got this piece, you got that piece. And sometimes that might be like one parent's really great with like riding out an emotional roller coaster. And like the other parent is like, I will play sports in the backyard all, all day long. In my household, I'm like, let me be the one that rides the emotional roller coaster, even though it's exhausting. <laughs> but like, I don't want to throw baseballs and do batting practice for six hours every evening. I would rather ride the emotional roller coasters. <laughs> and so my partner and I, like, we're clear on the things where we, that doesn't mean that we don't cross over ever, because we absolutely do. But where do we get to live in our strengths as much as possible in our parenting relationships so that our kid gets the best parts of us and that I don't have to get really impatient with the sports stuff and be like, oh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and he doesn't have to do that with the emotional stuff. Of course, there's absolutely times when we trade and we cross over. But for the most part, we do try to like leverage our strengths as much as we can. Same thing with art. Oh my gosh. Like I am not the artsy parent. My husband is totally the artsy parent. So if it's an art thing, I'm like, all you dude, <laughs> go do the art. <laughs> I don't want to do the art. Do not make me do the art. I'm really bad at it. So leveraging and recognizing where those strengths are and then more people get to win, right? So where can you identify and live in your strengths as much as possible in all the areas of your life, recognizing that when you do that and when you're conscientious of, even if you're not there yet where you can live in those strengths as much as you want, when you're conscientious of the fact that that's the direction you're moving, all of a sudden you will start to see opportunities that are aligned with your strength strengths in a new way. And that's going to be really powerful. And those opportunities will unfold in front of you and you will start to see, oh, huh, maybe I could do that. And your goals and dreams will start to shift accordingly. And you'll slowly start to, or maybe not so slowly, start to cross finish lines or check boxes in which you start to move into new paths and toward new trajectories. It can be really, really exciting and validating because as you build on those strengths, you get this amazing sense of 
holy cow, this is where I was meant to be. And I've had this happen over and over in my career as I've leaned into my strengths in different ways and recognized like, oh, wow. I mean, this I could talk about this with the podcast, like first of all, starting off with the podcast and then getting into public speaking in different ways and then getting into running events and retreats. As I've done all those things, it's been like one stepping stone after another. And it really started out with just this idea when I was teaching boot camp that I think I was made for a bigger microphone, for a bigger stage and testing myself on different stages and then getting that validation of like, oh, that felt really good. Like what what else? What more could I do? And that's built on itself over years now. And it's made a really big difference over time. And now I'm really clear where my strengths lie and the directions that I want to grow in, even when it's scary, even when I'm like, holy cow, I don't know what that's going to look like. And I'm really maybe even intimidated and not totally sure what the path's going to look like. But I know that like, if it's me with a microphone on a stage, I'm in, I'm in like, let's see how far we can take this. So I want you to give yourself that same sense of curiosity and then that same sense of grace for like, I don't need to know exactly where it's going, but I know this is the path that feels really good when I get to be on it. And how can I make more space for myself to be on this path? This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The second way for you to get across more finish lines is to own and honor your wins. Own and honor your wins. So I talked earlier about and made reference to the fact that sometimes our finish lines are really visible and sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're invisible. So we allow a lot of finish lines to be invisible and I'm going to invite you to make your finish lines visible. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to like yell and scream every accomplishment from the rooftop, although you might and that's totally fine. I often do. But it does mean that you pay attention to your wins, that you share them with other people in ways that are meaningful to you. So it might be with a partner, it might be with your kids, it might be with your mom, it might be on social media, it might be with your coworkers, but that you're owning and honoring your wins on a regular basis and irregardless of the size of the win. We often think that only the really big wins count or only the wins that are big enough that they like take up a certain amount of space as they stand next to someone else's wins. And that's just not true. Your wins really, really matter. And when you own and honor your wins on a regular basis, even the small ones, you position yourself in your head as someone who is constantly moving forward, who is checking boxes, who is making things happen, who is living in momentum, who's working towards goals, who is not just dreaming, but actually doing. And that allows you to cross a lot of little finish lines, but it also keeps you propelled toward the bigger ones. And it allows for other people to see that you are moving in that direction toward these bigger finish lines 
And sometimes people invite you right into their races and right into their these big milestones and opportunities where you get to go have accomplishments and check boxes and have big wins and cross finish lines that you didn't see coming because you owned and honored some of those more quiet wins in a way that allowed other people to see you and to see what you are capable of and what you are made of and what your greatest strengths are. So there are definitely times where I feel like I'm like just sharing everything on social media. But why that's important and why I choose to share a lot of the things that I choose to share is because in sharing a lot of my wins and accomplishments on social media, I don't ever feel like I'm bragging. I'm letting other people know, first of all, what's possible for me as a woman, as a mom, as a leader. I am inviting other people to see that in themselves. And then I'm also recognizing that other people are going to see what I'm capable of and they are going to see opportunities for me. So this happens all the time. This actually happened recently. I shared my new, I have a speaker video. It's like a five minute video that's just like Sarah Dean on a stage. I love my video, by the way, if you wanna, oh, what's the name of it? Let me see if I can get my speaker video for you. Okay, if you wanna go check out my speaker video, if you go to shamelessmom.com slash real, R-E-E-L, that's my speaker real video. So I recently shared my speaker reel in a couple different places online. It's a new video that my some team members put together of different clips of me speaking over the last few years that I can now use this video to take to organizations, companies that want to have me come in and speak and say like, here's what I do. And this is the kind of talking, speaking that I do, the kinds of events that I do. Would you be interested in hiring me? So what happened? I shared this video on social media in a few different places. I shared it on Facebook and Instagram, but then like a week later, I shared it on LinkedIn and the most wild thing happened. I had, my LinkedIn audience is just different than some of my audiences other places. So I have on LinkedIn a lot of people from my past fitness stuff from like 10 years ago when I like started a LinkedIn page for one day and then didn't do anything with it. And so I posted this speaker reel over on my LinkedIn page, which has a bunch of speaker stuff now because I've updated it from my fitness stuff. But there was some people on there from my fitness days from the back in the day when I had my gym who saw my speaker reel and they were like, oh my gosh, can you come talk to my company? And I ended up having conversations with three different people who were interested in hiring me or working with me in different capacities for upcoming events that they have within their companies. So I shared a win of like, hey, here's this video that we put together that highlights different things that I do. I'm super excited about it. Like, please indulge me by checking out my speaker reel. While I shared that as a win, other people were like, oh, this is what you're capable of? we want to present an opportunity to you. And now I'm in conversations with a couple of them to like really move forward, actually with all of them to move forward on things and see where there might be some alignment in terms of where my skills are and what they need inside their companies. These are people that I would have never thought to reach out to, to be like, hey, so I'm like working on corporate speaking and leadership speaking and women's empowerment speaking. Do you want to hire me? But they're people that I presented a win. I honored a win of like, hey, here's this video. It took forever to put together. I'm really proud of it. And then other people were like, oh, cool, we have an opportunity for you now. And so now there's some other really great potential finish lines that are laying themselves out in front of me that feel really awesome because I owned and honored my wins of stepping more fully into speaking, creating this video, like sharing it on social media, all of those things. So when you own and honor your wins in ways that are big or small, 
you first of all see yourself as more capable, but you also let other people see what you're capable of. And sometimes that can be really enlightening to other people who want to see you shine or who want to leverage your gifts to benefit them. (laughs) So this can be a really powerful, mutually beneficial win. When you share your wins, it can allow other people to win and it can allow other people to honor your strengths, which only lets you live in your strengths even more. So owning and honoring your wins is a really, really important step to crossing more finish lines. It also, like I said, really keeps you in that space of constantly building momentum when you are just owning all those little wins, one little win at a time, moving forward, going forward, sticking with it, staying in it. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Number three, the third way for moms to get across more finish lines is to embrace the parts of motherhood that make you a better leader, advocate, and citizen. Oh, this is what we never talk about, and this is so important. This is I think one of the most missed opportunities of motherhood and of society and culture. Motherhood makes you a better leader, advocate, and citizen. Motherhood makes you a better employee. Motherhood makes you a better team member. Motherhood makes you a better boss, a better director, a better manager, a better CEO. Motherhood makes you better in all of the spaces that you take up in the world. But our society and culture does not embrace that, does not identify that. And so it is only in us leaning into that and us speaking up about that and us showing that it can become more obvious. When we embrace motherhood as something that makes us a better leader, a better advocate, a better citizen, we get to accomplish really amazing things. So first of all, our productivity and creativity and innovation as moms is like off the charts because all you have to do from the day that baby is born is be really productive, really creative, and really innovative for everything from like feeding to sleeping to keeping a child alive to keeping yourself alive while keeping the child alive, like all of it, right? And then 
There's also, and this is especially true if you have multiple children, there's own identifying your children's gifts and really seeing each child in your household for the gifts that they have, identifying how your child shines in different ways and creating opportunities for them to shine, identifying like what your child needs and how you're going to get those needs met. And when we're doing all those things, and some in my case, I'm doing it with one child, but many of you are doing it with many children, then we are becoming better advocates, right? We are advocating for our children constantly. When we're noticing the differences between what our kids needs, we are noticing also that in any given situation in the world, in a social situation, in a professional situation, that everyone is coming to the table with different needs, different desires, different dreams, different abilities. We are recognizing when we look at our children that sometimes the world isn't set up to serve them. And so we're going to seek out how can we make this world a place that does serve our children in a better way. Or you're recognizing that you want the world to look a certain way or be a certain way so that your children have safety, so that your children don't have to live through some of the disgusting, nasty, ugly things that we're living through right now. So motherhood has all of these little nuanced things on our radar constantly, and so much of it is unconscious. But motherhood makes us exceptional leaders, advocates, and citizens because that's exactly what we're doing in our households every single day. Every single day, we are leading, we are advocating, and we are raising citizens. And we're hyper-conscientious of how we are being citizens in our world because that's the world we're going to be leaving for our children. So there's these layers of motherhood that really, really give you perspective, that gives you power in different ways that other people don't and can't and won't ever be able to tap into. Because you have this unique lived experience of living and seeing and breathing and eating and sleeping and hearing everything through the lens of motherhood. That is a huge gift. It's also really hard and really exhausting. Don't get me wrong. It's really hard and really exhausting. But when we can embrace those things, when we can, and this is something that I love talking about in corporate settings and in team settings, when a mom can sit down as the leader of a team in a corporate setting and say, I recognize that everyone is coming to this table with different strengths and different gifts and different struggles. And I recognize that some of you came to this table this morning with fatigue because you were up all night with babies. And some of you came to this table with fatigue because maybe you're stressed out caregiving a parent. And some of you came to this table with anxiety and maybe depression because so many of us are facing that silently every single day and we bring it to work. And some of you came to this table today with gifts that you haven't had the opportunity to share, but I want to hear what you have to say. And some of you came with big, huge ideas because you're big, huge idea people. And some of you come with loud voices and some of you are introverted and you want to sit quietly until you have like that perfectly magical thing you're going to say right at the minute when we all need to hear it. When a mom can sit at the head of a boardroom table or the head of any team meeting and say those things, every single person gets to be seen and heard in that meeting. And every single person feels safe to be themselves, to be creative in new ways, to be innovative in new ways, to communicate more effectively, to speak up, to stand up, to use their voice, to step into their power, to lead. This is the magic of motherhood that nobody talks about. Motherhood makes you a better leader, a better advocate, and a better citizen. And as soon as you can start to embrace that, 
oh my goodness, what a beautiful world for all of us, but especially for you. Because all of a sudden now you have this superpower that you've been holding in your back pocket that's going to be unleashed in new ways that will make you feel unstoppable in the ways that you're able to show up to serve to lead. And that will open up the door for more finish lines. And not only will it open up the door for more finish lines for you, but when you see people that way, you also create finish lines for other people, which is really cool. You get to say, hey, you seem like you're really capable of this. I'm gonna create an opportunity for you to go do it. And you see someone else cross a finish line, which is the only thing that's as cool as crossing the finish line yourself. A fourth way for moms to get across more finish lines is to share your dreams out loud. Share your dreams out loud. So many people want to help you cross finish lines. So many people want to see you realize your dreams. I am the first one in line, by the way, to do that. I want to see you cross every finish line. I want to see you reach every dream. I want to see those dreams fully realized. When you share your dreams out loud, you will be amazed how the people around you shift to make them happen. And if nobody around you shifts to make them happen, by the way, find new people. And I can tell you how to do that. I've talked about it in other episodes, like how do you find your people? If other people do not mobilize to help you realize your dreams, you need to find new people, whether that's going and finding people with a common interest, finding a coaching group to be a part of, joining us inside of some of our opportunities inside of Momentum Mamas or inside of my business coaching groups. But you have to find the people who, as soon as you share a dream out loud, they're like, yes, I am here for it. I will help you. I see you doing that. Let's go make it happen. When you share your dreams out loud, it makes you more accountable to get to the finish line, but it also makes other people pave the way to say, hey, I have a connection for you. And this has happened to me so many times recently where I've said, I'm getting more into speaking or I'm looking more into facilitation or I want to do more retreats. And people are like, oh my gosh, let me make an introduction. Oh my gosh, you need to know this person. Oh my gosh, have you met my friend Susie? It just keeps happening. When you share your dreams out loud, people will make space for you and clear the path for you to get to the finish line. If you don't ever say them out loud, the chances of that happening are much, much smaller. I get it that it's scary to say them out loud. So start in a safe place. Just tell just a couple people. Tell a couple people who are really trustworthy. I'm telling you, like, as I've dreamed, I always start with a really small group when I say my dreams out loud. Small people who are not going to roll their eyes. They're not going to doubt me. They're not going to be like, oh, but have you thought about this? That seems really hard. I go to the people who are like, either people who are like, yes, let me connect you to the right people, or the people who are like, I know that you can do that. Even if I don't understand what you mean, I know that you can do that. But I really look for those people who are like, gonna help me who are like, I totally see you doing this. I mean, and have you considered this resource? Have you considered this person or this group or this opportunity? So those are my four ways for you to get across more finish lines, identify and live in your strengths as much as possible, own and honor your wins, embrace the parts of motherhood that make you a better leader, advocate and citizen and share your dreams out loud. So with all that said, let's go across some finish lines, shall we? If this episode has been helpful to you, if it's lit a fire under you, if you know someone else who could benefit, please, please share it out. You can always screenshot this episode. Tag me at Shameless Mom Academy. I love anytime you tag me. I always feel so honored. I love to reshare your stories on Instagram. And I will be back here on Wednesday with another fantastic interview. I can't wait to see you then.
Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.